Today, you're gonna hear all about how to avoid bad tenants, as well as the do's and don'ts of property management. From expert and litigating attorney, Daniel Paz. Let's jump in. Investing Secrets with Kevin Attride. You know, so how do we, you know, prepare ourselves in the event that something like that were to happen again? Hopefully it doesn't happen. Reduce your exposure uh, to the risk of losing. I'm Kevin Attride and I'm on a mission to help you with investing secrets, empowering you to succeed financially, changing your financial perspective and growing your wealth in good times and in bad. And when the next crisis comes, those prepared to weather the storm will achieve great success while the world melts with fear. Today, I have a very special guest. He's become a new friend, Daniel Paz of the Paz Law Firm. He's an expert in, in the legal aspects around real estate, leasing and renting, and he's a litigating attorney. So Daniel, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. First, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience and your firm. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I'm an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Texas. Uh, I have a solo practice in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area. Uh, I've been representing landlords, property management companies, property owners uh, for 20 plus years uh, in this area, uh, handling matters for landlords and property managers related to simple evictions, to bankruptcy matters, and security deposit disputes, as well as any issue uh, that you come across uh, in dealing with tenants, uh, which there are many. Uh, so I've been doing this, like I said, for 20 plus years. I've seen a lot, learned a lot, and I'm anxious to help you guys out today. Today's episode has been made possible by our presenting sponsors, Living Wealth, Bank on Yourself with Private Family Financing, Wellings Capital, Build Wealth through Diversified Recession Resistant Commercial Real Estate, and Smead CPA, the next frontier CPA firm for strategic investors. Daniel, I want to talk about some of the practical applications of leasing real estate. We often talk about the practical elements of investing, the secrets of investing, uh, but real estate, despite being excellent as a real estate investment, can pose some challenges. Uh, and you're here today to guide us on some of those caveats and, and pitfalls to avoid. What are practical things that we need to think about when leasing our long-term real estate? When it comes to renting real estate, you've got to have an understanding that it's not a quick buck. Uh, you got to work hard at it. And the hard work starts at the beginning of this process. Uh, as I tell many of my clients, uh, it's a lot easier to keep you no know, bad residents off your property than it is to get them off your property once they get on there. And what I mean by that is where the hard work starts is having the ability to do proper background checks on residents. Okay. Uh, in this industry, you'd be amazed how many people are out there trying to live rent free and stay in a property for as long as they can without paying rent. And those are the residents you don't want on your property. So how do you prevent that from happening is you start with a proper background check. Uh, anytime you rent a property, whether you're doing it yourself, using a property management company, a property manager, every lease process should start with an application process. And in that application process, you know, you need to get the basic information about who's going to be living on your property. Do you want people that are going to be in your property that are going to take care of it? So you want to know these people. And how do you get to know these people? Again, through the rental application process. Uh, in this day and age, a lot of things are done online. Uh, and online, while it's convenient and great, uh, it does lead or can lead to abuses. 
you know, uh, we've all seen and heard on the news about stolen identities. Uh, and that happens uh, quite often, uh, unfortunately, with people using identities of other people to rent your properties. And that can be an issue uh, once you discover it. So how do you discover it? At the very beginning, start with the rental application. So get that basic information, know who you're renting to, and ask the proper questions. And proper questions, you know, are asking what is their history? You know, have they had an eviction before in their past? Have they had a bankruptcy in their past? You know, questions like that. They're not illegal to ask. You can ask them and they have to answer. And when you get this application, you need to make sure that you're representing and informing your prospective tenants that the answers that they're giving you, you're relying upon. And because you're relying upon it, if they provide you false information or inaccurate information, that can be a basis for eviction. You want to be doing that proper vetting and you want to be wary of the person who's calling you on Friday evening at 530 saying, I've got to move in tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, I qualify. Just approve me. Let me in. Uh, because 99 percent of the time, once they get in, they're not who they are. Say they were the situation they represented was not accurate. Uh, so you need to be careful of those, you know, what I call rush renters, uh, the ones who have to get in there right away. Uh, because one, they're trying to sneak past your, your vetting process, or they're in the process of being forced out of another residence already. And that's why they're in such a rush. Uh, they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, build on your sympathy to take advantage of you. So second step, you know, once you have the rental application and once they qualify and they meet your criteria, you need to have an actual written lease agreement. You'd be surprised how many people get into this industry and don't have a written lease agreement. That is the document that's going to govern your relationship with your tenant. It's going to set forth what their obligations are, what their responsibilities are. Same for you. It's going to tell you what you have to do. Uh, what you are required to do per the law, and it provides you with remedies in the event your tenant doesn't follow those. So you need to have a written lease agreement, okay? And for the state that I practice in, in Texas, it's very important to have that lease agreement because you need to know when you go to court to show people this is what they're supposed to do, this is what they're not doing, and I followed my remedies, okay? Uh, additionally, Attorney's fees, okay? If you have to hire an attorney, you want to have a written document that says you as the landlord are entitled to recover attorney's fees. Uh, in Texas, you've got to have that in a contract. If you don't have it in the contract, then you've got to follow a special rule that provides a longer period of time for an eviction process, which could cost you time and money, okay? So you want to have, you know, the practical written document. Uh, and along those same lines, is you've got to know, you know, when you're renting, where your property is located, okay? Obviously, we know it's going to be in a state, obviously that. But it may be in a, you know, city municipality that has different rules or regulations. So you got to know what law governs your property and your relationship with your tenant. And the various rules that govern and laws start at the very top, okay? Uh, if you rent a property here in the United States, you know, it's going to have to comply with federal laws. Okay. And that applies across all borders of the states, all jurisdictions. Uh, the federal law, 
that most commonly comes into play that you guys need to be aware of is fair housing laws. Okay, uh, you know you cannot discriminate uh, in renting your property uh, to anyone uh, based on you know their race, their religion, their national origin, their sex, their disability, familial status. When it comes to them, it may come down to income levels. You can't their source of income. Section eight recipients, you cannot discriminate against them if they have their source of income. So you need to know what law applies. And similarly, you need to know what state, because the next level of laws is at a state level. And the state level, you know, is going to determine what you cannot can do or cannot do as a landlord. Uh, so the laws in Texas are different than the laws in California. Uh, so if you have properties in different states, the same rules and laws may not apply there. They're similar, but they're different and they have important differences. And those important differences can be the difference in you having to deal with a resident longer than you want to, or worst case scenarios, it could be the difference in you losing an actual case uh, when it comes to litigation. Uh, so you need to be sure uh, that you know what governs your property, uh, what you need to comply with at a federal level, a state level, and a local level. So those are the things that you need to be aware of uh, when you're entering this industry and want to become a landlord. And similarly, when it comes to online information, be careful getting online forms, okay? Uh, whether it be the lease agreement uh, that you're going to use or a notice to vacate that you're going to use. Uh, states have specific requirements and websites may represent to you uh, that this lease agreement is valid in your state. And it may not be. It doesn't provide them with the protections that they need uh, to assist them in the particular legal situation that I'm helping them with, uh, or it's insufficient, or it's subject to being challenged, declared void uh, on different grounds. Uh, so you just need to be careful with that. Uh, and similarly, again, with the notice to vacates, uh, every state eviction process that I'm aware of starts with the notice to vacate. But there's different timelines, there's different required language. Uh, in Texas, for example, where I practice, you know, a notice to vacate can, has to be unconditional, okay? And what that means is it has to say, you've got to vacate the property. So that's just one of the examples of, you know, when it comes to getting information online, that you need to be aware of what law governs your property. And again, it's based on federal law, which applies to every property throughout the United States. And it's based on state law, which applies to where your property is located, and then at a lower level to actually what municipality, city uh, that your property is located in. Uh, so those are kind of the big three areas, uh, generally speaking, uh, that anyone who's interested in becoming a rental uh, investor uh, be aware of, uh, because all that information is going to guide you know you, uh, your legal representation, uh, your tenant. Uh, through any issues that may arise. Uh, so you need to be aware of those issues. Daniel, that's just really helpful guidance, especially for those who are, are very interested in leasing real estate. Um, but we don't actually recommend people self-manage their properties. We recommend they use a professional property manager. So how does one vet the property manager that they're doing these things? Can you guide us on that front? Uh, sure. And that's a great point. You know, Hire a property manager. I, I second that recommendation. Uh, property managers are better equipped to do these background checks. You know, they have access to databases that allow them to vet your residents better than you may be 
by doing a simple search on your own. Uh, so that's a key benefit of having a property management company. Now, how do you go about choosing a property management company? Just like with anything else, you've got to do your research. You know, ask friends, other people that are in the industry. Who do they recommend? Uh, join your local uh, rental organizations. You know, uh, NARPMs. You know, your local apartment associations. Find out who they're using as property management companies. Uh, they are a great source of information. Uh, they're there as a trade group to help you guys and guide you through this process and provide you with information uh, such as referrals. Uh, because just like in the legal profession, there are unfortunately bad apples when it comes to property management. And you may not get a good property manager, uh, but there are a lot of good ones. I represent a lot of good ones here in Texas. And a key, key thing that I see is that they are organized. They understand what the legal process is. They're not here just to gain a fee from you and just move anybody in there. They will communicate with you uh, from step one. Uh, regarding what you're looking for as far as a resident. Uh, they will advise you of what can or cannot be done. Uh, they'll provide you with proper you know, guidance regarding market value of the properties. Uh, and that's another key benefit of having a property management company is they have access to that data uh, to put your property and price it at the right price point. Uh, you don't wanna be the investor who has a property you know, that is well below uh, the current market rent uh, in your area. Uh, you're losing income. Uh, and that's a difficult you know, number to quantify on your own, uh, but a property management company is gonna have that information. They're gonna have that data. Uh, so that's how you go about locating a proper management company. Uh, and again, use a property management company. Uh, you're not required to, but I highly recommend it because they have this information and they also have access to, generally speaking, state promulgated forms, uh, you know, lease agreements, notices to vacate that all comply with what the state requires. And so you're not having to guess whether or not your lease is valid in your state or not. They are a member of the local state organizations and have access to those promulgated forms, which have all been prepared and uh, vetted to comply with state law. Uh, so that's another key benefit of using a property management company. And if they're not using promulgated forms, uh, you need to ask them why they're not using promulgated forms. Uh, they're not required to use those promulgated forms, but that could be a red flag uh, during your vetting process of them is to find out why they're not. Uh, you know, and again, do research on them, you know, go online, read reviews, uh, understand everything on the internet is not accurate. Take with a grain of salt, uh, you know, but ask for recommendations. Uh, I, I can't say enough about joining the local rental organizations and they will provide you with great information, great resources, because uh, they know who's out there and who's reputable and who has the ability to handle your needs as a rental owner. You've been in this business for a while. You're seeing a lot of the good, the bad, what are success factors to look for when when you're investing in real estate and what to do? Uh, well, you know, not to sound like a real estate agent, but location, location, location. OK, uh, you need to know where you're renting your property, uh, especially if you're not from the area that you're going to purchase a property and rent it at. Uh, you need to know what areas of the city that you're going to be renting at, what the 
environment is, uh, what the clientele base is, what you're going to have to deal with from a security standpoint, from a property main standpoint. Uh, so you need to start with knowing your property uh, and what the market can support in that area. Okay, so that's kind of where I would start with when it comes to how to be a success in this area. My practice is focused on, you know, uh, landlord tenant litigation. Uh, a huge part of that process is dealing with residents and evicting them from the property. Uh, while it's good for me, uh, it supports my business uh, with evictions, uh, that's not what you want as a rental owner, okay? Uh, you want a long-term tenant who's going to stay in your property and is going to be a consistent source of income. Uh, there are a lot of costs, uh, legal fees, uh, management fees, uh, make ready costs associated with having to turn a property over and over again because you have residents who aren't paying the rent. Uh, the goal of being a rental owner is not to evict people, okay? Your goal was to have a steady source of income. And how do you get a steady source of income? Is you get the proper tenants in there, okay? And once you get a good tenant in there, you know, treat them right, okay? Uh, address their maintenance request, uh, address their repair request. Uh, so long as it's reasonable and what's required of you under your local law, you need to be doing that, okay? And be cooperative, you know, use common sense uh, when dealing with your residents. Uh, don't start fights over small issues uh, because if you can keep them there uh, long-term, that's the goal. Your goal as a rental owner is to have a property that generates a consistent source of income, and that source of income is a good paying tenant, a timely paying tenant. Uh, so with that, you know, uh, I trust that you guys follow that information and get good paying tenants for you. You can connect with Daniel and the Paws Law Firm by calling 214 812 9061. And there are more investing secrets that are quite powerful for you to build and maximize your wealth. As a matter of fact, I've created a free guide to help you to be more effective in your investing journey. It's called the top investing hacks the exclusive rich are not telling us. And I want you to take action right now by clicking the link in the description below. I want you to have this exclusive access so that you can understand the strategies and the tactics the rich use to maximize and grow their wealth. All right, it's time for you to experience financial freedom. The information contained in this episode are opinions not to be used as individual guidance. As always, consult your own financial team for your investment decisions.